My name is Phil Parazio, and I'm a urologic oncologist, a surgeon. Like many of you, I absolutely love what I do, and I would not choose another profession. But I have struggled with professional identity, practice efficiency, and wellness over the years. Operate with Zen is a podcast designed to explore a mindful approach to surgery and to being a surgeon. By discussing these struggles and mindful solutions, I hope together we can create a community of strong and healthy surgeons. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of Operate with Zen. Today in this episode, we're going to deal with negative feedback. And importantly, negative feedback can come in a variety of flavors and a variety of interactions. This could be formally when a boss or someone superior to us gives us um, bad news about how we're performing or how we're doing. But bad feedback in surgery can come in a variety of circumstances. This could be complications. This could be bad interaction with a patient or a colleague. This could be something written about us in a patient review that we see online, or it could even be feedback from a journal article we've written and submitted. And so we deal with negatives all of the time and how we deal with these negatives are really important to how we grow. So of years of dealing with negatives and kind of trying to be more mindful and thoughtful with myself and with others, I've come up with kind of a simple four-step process that I hope will help you out. So the first step in dealing with negative feedback is owning the emotions. We're emotional beings. And when we get negative feedback, there can be a huge tide of emotions that washes over us. Sometimes it can be anger. It can be disappointment. It can be shame. There's a variety of things we can feel. But the most important part of owning the emotion is understanding and being present in the moment and understanding that we have a reaction. And that reaction is normal and part of being a human being. There's a really interesting phenomenon uh, written about by uh, Jill Bolte-Taylor, who's a uh, PhD uh, uh, neuropsychologist, I believe. And she had a stroke, but the uh, and as part of her recovery from that, one of the big things she realized and was able to investigate further was that actually the physiology of emotion happens over the course of 90 seconds. Basically, our adrenaline, our catecholamines, our steroids flush through our blood system and are filtered out within 90 seconds. And if we can just ride that 90 second wave, which is not that short, but if we can ride that 90 second wave, we can let a lot of the emotions and negative feelings we, we experience pass. And the only reason that emotions last longer than 90 seconds is because we attribute feelings or sensations or thoughts to them that allow them to persist for longer. And I think we've, we've all experienced this. I remember very, uh, very vividly being a junior resident and on call and you get a ridiculous phone call from the emergency room and you get worked up and you tell that emergency room physician exactly what you think and you know you're right. But guess what? You get off the phone and you're worked up and you can't go back to bed and you've just ruined your entire night over a two minute phone call about something ridiculous. Whereas the much more gracious and easy way that we all learn to deal with that is to deal with it, keep the emotions low, answer in a very respectful, polite way, work through the, the patient and respond in, in a way that 
calms everybody down. Sure, I'll see this patient in a few hours. Doesn't sound like something urgent is going on right now. And guess what? That's part of your responsibility of being on call is to handle those things. But letting that emotion pass allows you to get back to bed, allows you to kind of go on with your day in a much more constructive way. The other part of this is if we just defer or push off those emotions, we're going to have to deal with them at some point. So dealing with them in the moment will allow us to move on in a much more productive way. The second step is assessing the system. And we're really good at this in medicine and surgery, to be honest with you. This is our quality assurance conferences. These are our M&Ms. This is our just society. Not, we're not looking at the individual interactions, but what happened in the system that allowed this negative feedback to happen? If it's a complication or uh, something bad that happened in the operating room, what were the system errors? What were the things we can improve systematically to prevent something like this from happening? We see this all of the time. Wrong site surgery is the great example. We mark patients. We do timeouts. We've put all of these system things in place to prevent wrong site surgery, yet it still happens. So anytime um, bad outcomes happen, particularly in the operating room, we want to assess the system. This can happen both in our clinical care. This can happen with patient interactions. This can happen with a poor interaction with a colleague or a boss. What was going on in the system that caused me to get upset with my boss or my colleague? And uh, trying to be very objective about what's going on, that gives us some insight into the context. The third part and the third step is something we're not so good at. We're often trained not to look at this, but what are the interpersonal impacts? How do we interact with each other? What is the baggage or the biases that we bring to interactions that may impact this negative impact or help us understand why this negative feedback or negative interaction happened? It may be that uh, the person you're interacting with has different incentives or a different value system. For instance, and I don't mean to demonize our hospital administrators here, but let's say we have a negative interaction with one of our uh, hospital administrators. Our value and our system may be based on patient care. And maybe I'm being a little altruistic here, but we want to say that we're, we're, we're always striving for the patient and good patient outcomes where yes, a hospital administrator certainly cares about patient outcomes, but they also are a little more responsible for the bottom line than we may be as an individual physician or surgeon. And so they may be more keyed into the economics or the finances of the situation, which certainly can impact the way we interact. So try to understand where another person's coming from. You could also try and under, uh, it could also be their social context. Did somebody experience a loss in their life? Are they having a really tough home situation? Is their health poor? These are all totally valid reasons. People may interact with you in a poor way, which may not necessarily reflect that negative interaction, but may more reflect what's going on with them. So give people grace, try and understand where they're coming from. And that's the third and really uh, third and uh, very important part to assessing the situation. And then the bottom line here is what is the truth? What are we really dealing with? Why are we getting this negative feedback? Why did something bad happen? And the whole point of assessing this is that we want to grow. We want to get better. And this is the, the truth is really challenging. And even in negative interactions, it's very easy to sit there and say, this is complete BS. This was not my fault. The system was at fault here. There was something that this person brought to the table. And all of that may actually be true, but there's always there's almost always some nugget of truth there, something we can do to improve and be a better person, be a better surgeon, be a better father, husband, um, boss, 
employee, whatever it may be, we really want to get to that nugget of truth. What is the one thing we can take out of this? And in the, and in the podcast this season, we talk with Paul, Paul Maroney from uh, the University of Colorado. And, and Paul talks about extreme ownership, which is a Navy SEAL phenomenon. And I think that's, that's the point here is what is the truth? What can we really do to get better? Um, what is the one thing we can improve? And I, I would strive for all of us to get to this. So just to kind of summarize four steps here to kind of dealing with negative emotions or, a, or negative feedback, sorry, negative feedback or a bad situation. First, own the emotion. If we push it off, we're only going to have to deal with that at a later date. So own the emotions, let them wash over, and then let's be objective about what's going on. Two, assess the system. This is our more subjective, uh, I'm sorry, our more objective view of what's going on. What are the system issues that led to this negative interaction? What are the interpersonal issues? What are the personal thing that's going on that either we're bringing to the table or the person we're interacting with? And finally, what's the truth? What's the answer here? What's going to make us a better human being? I hope you like this podcast. I hope you enjoy the season. Look forward to talking to you soon.